The Kinky Cocktail Hour is brought to you by Motor Bunny, the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator that offers fabulous creative sexual experiences. We use it and it rotates, it vibrates, and it delivers mind-blowing orgasms. Enjoy Motor Bunny as your favorite sex toy. When you order the Motor Bunny, multiple attachments are included along with the link controller, which allows wireless control from anywhere. Motor Bunny is the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator on earth. Use the link in the show notes and spice up your sex life with a Motor Bunny. You're listening to Kinky Cocktail Hour, a conversation between adults about sex-forward relationships, kinky lifestyles, and frank communication. If you're under 18, please stop listening and visit scarletteen.com. I'm Lady Petra, and my pronouns are she, hers, and we. I'm Safa Master, and my pronouns are him, his, and we. And this is Kinky Cocktail Hour. Cheers! Cheers! Okay, what are we drinking today? Probably new cocktail. Can you believe it? It's hard to believe. <laughs> yeah. This one's called the Eclipse Cocktail, and it's by Leo Robacek. Okay. And so it's one of those award-winning ones I wanted to try again. Oh, I love when you do those. I know, I know. They're fun to play with. So obviously, I never follow their recipe with the actual manufacturer brands. I make my own derivative of it. But basically, one ounce of 1,800 tequila, three quarters of an ounce of the cherry brandy liqueur, three quarters of an ounce of Aperol, three quarters of an ounce of lemon juice, and mix that all together in a mixer tin with ice quite a while till it's cold. And then you're going to pour it into a rocks glass over an ice ball. Then you're going to pour a quarter part of mezcal. Oh, wow. And then pour it over the ice ball so it ends up floating on top of the drink. Wow. And you serve it. It's a pretty kind of an orangey peach color. Oh, it's really pretty. We'll see. I can smell the tequila. Yeah. Oh, it is an aperitif. Oh, it's brilliant. Oh, did you see how that changed flavors? Oh, completely. As like we're in it. the sip, it yeah. changed flavor. Yeah. No wonder it's called an eclipse. Think yes. about it. That's why he calls it eclipse. Yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. Wow, that is brilliant. What a delicious drink. It's flavorful. But it's fruity, com- it moves it's in your mouth. Like the chemistry somehow changes. It works. I know. Do you feel that? Brilliant. <laughs> it fits the name. That's perfect. It's an excellent drink. It comes on sour. Yeah. And then it finishes this orangey sweet. Yeah, it finishes like you just like a, a, a like, ball of fruit. Or a mandarin orange, yeah. you know, like yeah. sweet. And it's, it's the smokiness. You're left with the smokiness at the, the end. Mezcal, yeah. That is like, okay, I'm ready to eat now. I'm yeah. ready. My flavors, like everything's alive, ready to go. It's true. It's steak, 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 steak. <laughs> <laughs> it's so cool, isn't it? It's what really a good. great drink. What it. the hell are we on this kick of this? I don't even know how we're finding these things. Well, it's because you're looking for award-winning drinks. But I actually just so I don't only have this in my cabinet, so I'm going to go with this. <laughs> <laughs> this is exactly true. We yeah. take the greens we have and we make delicious things with them. That's true. We don't just try to make something. Right. Like just, oh, well, this, whatever. You know, yeah. maybe we're like, no, we have a standard, a good cocktail. <laughs> The Kinky Cocktail Hour is brought to you by Slub USA, 
the world's strongest, most powerful male masturbator. Visit Slub USA at slub, S-L-U-B-B dash USA dot com. Today's conversation is brought to you by WeMinder, a behavior chart app for kinky couples like us. Learn more at WeMinder.app. So, you know, we have a pro-dominatrix from Dallas, Texas. Yes! The Baroness is here to join us today. Awesome. Awesome. So, Baroness, welcome to the conversation. Well, hello there. I'm very happy to be here. Well, we're delighted that you're here. You know, we always ask our guests to share their journey as a sexual creature. So tell us who you are and how you got here and how you went from there to here. Oh, God. Do you have all day? <laughs> well, I, weirdly enough, started as a TikToker, which everybody frowns upon. I didn't start as a sex worker on TikTok, but just as a, you know, just doing the memes and the dances and the stupid stuff. And someone one day commented that they would like to be my pay pick. And as a regular 30-year-old lady, I had no idea what that was, obviously. So I asked questions and we ended up just really hitting it off. He's still my female domination related, submissive, not my financial domination as Papix stands to be for financial domination only. And he basically started my journey. I was fascinated with BDSM. I didn't know that I've been practicing in my vanilla life. <laughs> I just thought that everybody does that in the bedroom. And I basically was a financial dominatrix up until eight months ago when a little bug just hit me. And I was like, you know what? I already, I already really like so many other kinks already. Let's just try going pro. And I'm actually, I'm actually going to be graduating from a pro dom academy about two weeks from now. So I can really say it with chest that I am a professional dominatrix. Interesting. So a couple things in there. First of all, where are you going to school to learn how to be a pro dom? I actually have a friend of mine who already completed this training. This is just online. Her name is Madame Rebin. And she and I are doing weekly calls to make sure that my progress is going well. Gosh, she really knows how to push my buttons anytime I don't want to do something like target practice and stuff like that. And yeah, we just do it every week. And I've been training for eight months. So let me see if I got this straight. So your experience in the world of sexuality is first as a TikToker. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. That's how I basically got lured into BDSM and sexuality. And then I, you know, did my Googling, did my research, asked fellow dominants, asked pro-dominatrixes how to do what to do. And I started out as a financial dominatrix only because my partner at the time didn't really want me to do other stuff with other men. However, I really got into in real life financial domination, which is ball busting, foot worship, obviously financial domination, public humiliation. And as I was experiencing all these in real life, I realized that I just want to do this professionally. What I really want you to expand upon, because we've had all kinds of different dominatrix on before talking about different fetishes. And there's a lot of fetishes out there that have a lot of information. The one that does not have very much information is financial domination. Oh, I know. And 
with new age TikTok, which is ironic because that's where I came from, right? But with new age TikTok, a lot of younger, I would like to say girls, because they are usually 18 to 21. A lot of younger girls are just like, oh, I literally just get paid to be pretty. And if they don't do their research, they don't even realize that this is sex work and you have to pay taxes. And a lot of the times there are all these other kings involved and they are literally just traumatizing themselves if they are not doing it right. Which is super because you did explain part of that world that people don't know. But let's just say there's a basic interaction with what are the, I guess I would say levels, if you will, because some take more and less of your time as a dominatrix Mm -hmm. uh, and on the client. So as a FinDom, what are you looking like? Cause you're probably every FinDom is very specific on what they want. So mm-hmm. where are you at in that conversation? Oh, I'm actually trying to only look at FinDom at this point as just a kink. It's not my identity anymore, but I used to, I was never really into the niche of let me just take your money and then you can fuck off, which is basically what financial domination is. But because I liked kinks in my vanilla relationships to begin with, like in the bedroom, I did body worship, foot worship, female domination too, without even knowing that I was doing it. Where was I? Oh, yeah. So because I was doing it in vanilla relationship to begin with, I was always dissatisfied if someone was just like, I don't know, here's a thousand dollars. Thanks. Now what? You know, which is really exciting to begin with, if you think about it like oh my god I just got a thousand dollars for nothing but I personally always enjoyed the power exchange because financial domination should be about power exchange between a dominant and a submissive right you're giving up the ultimate power money money is so powerful I'm not here to make a quick buck from you. I don't want your charity. I want you to be so brainwashed that the best you can do is just give me your money because you don't know what else to do because you did everything else. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I do. And I'm trying to... People actually do this. They just actually... Yeah, no, they do do this. And I get your take on it, the power exchange need, the actual power, feeling of power versus, yeah, you're right. If someone just hands off, it's like when you get random tributes, Mm -hmm. here's the tribute. And I'm like, uh, great. Who are you? You know what I mean? Exactly. There's no connection with it. There's no, there's nothing. It's just like, okay, I guess what's the cool part is I got something here I wanted without asking for it. Okay. So that's just like money. But you're left like, okay, that's just a random creepy person giving you a gift. <laughs> Honestly, that is about it. You know, in a very simple term, this is how I can put it. Would you like a birthday present that you are expecting from, I don't know, your grandma? Or would you be more excited for a random present on a, I don't know, Tuesday from your grandma because she just wanted to? That is way more exciting because that is unexpected. I just realized that I brought a grandparent into a kinky conversation. (laughs) No, but it's very applicable because people can see themselves in it. And that's exactly right is far too often. It's just like, here, I want to do this. Like that's what their need is or whatever, you know, they're twisted on. 
But the reality is a dominant, you have to choose who you want. You know, as a professional, that's one thing that you're doing it as work and a service, that kind of thing. But when you're in an actual relationship, it's like, I don't want to waste my time with just like people that don't want to be committed to the whole process. Oh, yeah. And ultimately, I really enjoy the small senders more because they will always come back because I give them attention because we actually have a true power exchange. It is exciting to receive really big sends. I think the biggest send I've ever got was 10K. It was very exciting. I'm pretty sure I had like a dom drop for three days after that because I was just losing my mind. However, I never seen that person ever again. But if I have a small sender who sends me like $100 every month, eventually it's going to end up. And because we interact every month and because I know him or her, because I do have female submissives too, I know exactly how to manipulate, consensually, obviously, how to manipulate their brain into submitting faster and properly and in a way where there is more release. Very interesting. I love this world. I could talk about this for hours. She's speaking the words that, I mean, really relate in that world. Yeah. You only use that type of vocabulary when you're dealing with that world and you're really dealing with it. And she is. That's what I look for a lot when we hear these people talk about being femdoms or what have you, is you're listening to how they use their words on how they describe why they're doing it. There's a big difference between what she's up to and what you often see as the teeny boppers who are in it to make a dime, it ends up being more sadistic femdom. And I'm not against sadistic femdom, but what I'm saying is it's a quick, easy, fast buck. Yeah. Move on to the next person. You're more creating some kind of like relationship with your... Oh, yeah. I tell everybody all the time when they come into my DMs that I'm not looking for ownership. However, this is going to be a dynamic. It's not going to work if I don't know you. And it's not going to work if you don't know me either. Because although you were talking about how we call them instadoms in the field, you were talking about how all these instadoms make a quick buck, it can actually mean the opposite too. Like all these submissives are used to instadoms who they can just find in an instance and they will have a session. And it actually started to really, really be a bad thing where submissives just look at us as king dispensers anymore. They don't ask for our availability They are just like, are you on Skype? And there is no female domination there. There is no, there is no respect either way, because I'm not going to respect you if you just say, hey, are you available? Like, please at least say, hi, Baroness, how are you? Are you available? You know what I mean? There's like a very fine line. You're hitting it right on the nose. The biggest turnoff for me is, hey, my DM, here's a dick pic. Or, Mm -hmm. hey, here's my Snapchat. Do you talk offline? And I say the same response every time, that it takes time to vet subs who want my attention and time and my dominance because it's extremely valuable and they have to go through vetting, period. Absolutely. Everybody has. People that don't think they have to go through vetting or even in the conversation told by the dominant that there's vetting, because there is, believe me, there is then they're barking up the wrong tree. The reality is an honorable, integral dominant will tell you, this is the phases I'm going to go through with you if you fit in my category. Mm -hmm. And these are the things we're going to do to get to know whether we're even going to meet, et cetera. I got people next to me going, hey, let's meet for coffee. Let's, 
I mean, it's ridiculous. You just came into my DM. I have no idea who you are, psycho person. Mm-hmm. Why am I going to meet with you? <laughs> it's so funny that you brought up coffee. That's uh, one of my requirements before I ever do an in real life session to meet them for coffee. And there are so many backlashes. Like, why can't we just meet at a dungeon or at a hotel? And I'm like, I'm not going to bring myself and all my dominant gear and just get myself prepared for a maybe this person is not a psycho. Like. Yeah. <laughs> I know. So that has me ask you, what are some of the keys that you focus on to vet people that you would meet with personally? I always ask for ID. If you're not coming from a site that I know, we'll ask for an ID. For Findom, I usually ask them to join any, any Discord server, because most of them are age verified at this point. So I know that you can be age verified. I... If it's online, I usually ask them to talk to me for at least 30 minutes. That is not a kinky setting. Although we can talk about like, what are your kinks? What are your turnoffs? They don't have to be in a kinky setting necessarily. Just uh, on Twitter or Discord, wherever they can get me. In real life, I don't even do that. I just straight up go for coffee. Because if we don't even have chemistry, I'm not going to be able to do a good session with you. And I'm not talking about like love chemistry, obviously, but there is like this really good vibration between a submissive and dominant. And if you're too bratty or you don't respect me or I can't respect you because you're not respecting yourself as a submissive, that just won't work. Sure. So where are you from? Where's your accent from? Oh, I'm from Hungary. From Hungary? I told you. You did say Hungary. Really? I told you. Are you from Buda or Pest? I'm from Pest. Nice. <laughs> no, and we ask that because we've had a couple of dominants on from European countries, and it's really cultural. Like you say, I was doing kinky things and didn't know I was. I mean, when you said that, I resonate with that because that was my whole life. Mm-hmm. But that culturally, there's just you know, European countries are just more progressive in general. That, what I'm curious about is that true in Hungary? I would think that as a once Eastern Bloc country, it maybe is not as permissive sexually. Is that Actually, yeah, you hit the nail in the head. I moved to the States a couple of years ago, and that was one of the reasons. I just felt so oppressed that I couldn't do anything as a woman. Yeah. Really? And I can see that, but I do see women coming from European countries being maybe just like you're saying, they were repressed, but now they can be fully self-expressed. I always say that the best thing Findom or Femdom ever gave me was liberty. Interesting. Truly. I love it. I love, and wow, power to you being in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And actually, that's where my name comes from, too. It's, um, oh, really? Yeah, it's, it's in my bloodline. I used to be oh. Mistress Ashley, which is really weird to think about. And I had a submissive who was a history professor. Uh And he was teaching about Eastern European history. And, you know, we talked a lot about it. And he was like, well, if you are a descendant from a baron and a baroness, that would be a really good name. And I changed it. Good. I like it. So is baroness a persona or is it just you expressing yourself as a sexual creature? Ooh, that's a hard question. (laughs) Next one. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, a little bit of both because I do use the Baroness in the bedroom as well, Mm. but I don't use her in the store. So, (laughs) 
Yeah. I would say both. Interesting. Wow, you sound too spirited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let's say some folks were interested in getting a hold of you. Well, the best way to get a hold of me would be either to go to my Twitter and every single link is in my bio. Although I don't know when this podcast is going to be released, but in about a week or two, I'm going to have my professional website up and everybody can reach me there. It's just going to be a wonderful funnel. What is the website? Uh, the website is going to be called House of the Baroness with H-A-U-S. House of the Baroness. Got it. Okay. Awesome. Well, Baroness. I love it. Yeah. Good luck to you. Thanks for coming on. Thank you so much. I, I love it. I've been listening to your podcast every now and then. I haven't listened for a while, but I knew about it. It was one of the things that really got me researching as well. So when you guys reached out, I was a little bit fangirling. So if I was too, awesome. if I sounded too cold, I was just trying to be my best HR self. Like, no, don't give it away. You're, you're fine. You're doing totally fine. <laughs> well, thank you. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. That's it for today. If you're interested in kinky relationship coaching, online domination, or if you'd like to sponsor the pod to keep it going, please visit our Patreon website at Lady Petra Playground. You can reach me via email at ladypetraplayground at gmail.com. Our music is composed and performed by Roger Ferguson, who can be found at rogerfergusonmusic.com. Till next time, cheers! Thank you.